This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. A lot more to get to as well. Another angle I, I wanted to focus on, and, and you know, the, the new norm has meant certainly, I, I think, a lot of stress for people, but also a, a lot of loneliness, a lot of isolation as we uh, work from home or encouraged to stay at home. Uh, and for some people, that means uh, a lot of time alone. And it's it's very different, I, I think, right? Where, where maybe staying alone, staying cooped up in your house was not norm, was, was not typical. Now it has become the norm. And it can be a real adjustment for people. And, and on top of the stress, I think, that we're all dealing with on a daily basis and just not knowing where this is all going to go, not knowing if, if we're going to get sick or a loved one's going to get sick, that, that isolation on top of it can, can be an additional burden. Well, joining us to talk more about some of these issues, uh, very pleased to welcome to the program here this afternoon, uh, Steve Jordans. He's a professor of psychology at University of Toronto, Scarborough. Professor Jordans, thanks so much for joining us here today. Welcome Great. to the program. Yeah, great to be with you, Rob. You know, it's it's such a you know an unprecedented kind of of situation where you know we we've never really experienced something like this before. How do we even begin to to quantify or measure what some of the psychological impacts of all of this could be? Yeah, it is tricky. It's tricky for two reasons. One that you kind of highlighted already: this notion of isolation is is very different depending on your personal circumstance. Some people are alone and you know are tech savvy. Some are not tech savvy. Some are with their kids. Some kids are sixteen. Some kids are six. Um, you know, every one of our isolation environments is very different. And really, we've done no research on on this sort of isolation before. We've done uh, there's some research on solitary confinement kind of isolation, which is much more extreme than, we're in, than the situation we're in. Um, and there's research on social isolation, so people who have difficulty um, ever being socially integrated with any kind of group, but they are not physically isolated in any sense. So, so it really is a bit of a new world for psychologists as well. All we can do is kind of go from some psychological principles um, to give people some advice about how to cope and, and uh, do all right in it. Yeah, it's interesting too. I mean, the, the the conversation around social distancing. It seems yeah. as though maybe we're trying to to change that to physical distancing, yeah. uh, to emphasize that we do need to find ways of staying social. We we are very social creatures, aren't we? Yeah, and and in fact, that is one of the most powerful coping strategies we have when dealing with um, really anything from grief to you know dealing with a, a trauma or a, or a threat like we do now, where our, our go-to is to reach out to other human beings uh, and knowing when we can connect with them on an emotional level, uh, that's very good for kind of diffusing some of our anxiety and, and feeling like, you know, we hear that uh, cliche phrase, we're all in this together. You know, it's one mm -hmm. thing for somebody to say that, but to really feel that by a connection through another person is, is very important. So, you know, those people you were mentioning that were alone, um, yeah, I think for, for those people, they really need need to find creative ways of using technology or, or goodness knows, the old-fashioned telephone um, to, to connect with as many individuals as they can and to kind of pepper their day 
with some of these social interactions because they will be very good for helping them stay on an even keel throughout. Yeah, I suppose it's not quite the same as, as the sort of social interactions we're used to, but it's, it's certainly a lot better than, than nothing, right? Yeah, I mean, and I think this is what people have to think about. We kind of have, we, we went from extremes where we could hug people that we just saw, which obviously we can't do anything near that anymore, um, to we used to use social media in a very, very shallow, shallow way. Uh, we would just, you know, click a little thumbs up sign at something and that that was like we acknowledged somebody's presence and contribution and so we have these very quick shallow ways of interacting with one another our challenge now is to figure out how to use these technologies and and other opportunities like that to get back to that deeper communication because the shallow stuff just won't cut it when it comes to you know kind of um, trying to connect with another human being It, it, it makes a big difference to hear their voice or to physically see them if you have some sort of virtual meeting um, technology, that nonverbal communication is where emotion lives. Uh, and, and that's where we really have to connect. You don't even have to say anything too deep. It's just a matter of, of, of two people speaking to each other like they actually care for one another and are there for one another. That's the powerful uh, mojo behind those connections. You know, it's what makes this virus such a, a, a tricky a tricky yeah. foe is because so much of our society is is based around people being together. Uh, so yeah. many of the businesses that are shut down are shut down because they're premised on on people being together. The the sporting events, the gatherings. I mean, the list yep. goes on and on. This this is really to the to the core of our society, isn't it? It's the core of of our species. I mean, if you just think about it in this this way, I, I sometimes joke about this with my class. But when it comes to sort of babies, we are the most pathetic of the whole animal kingdom <laughs> in the sense that <laughs> you know, if you kind of measure how long does it take a human being to go from being born. To being self-sufficient, um, there's no other animal that takes as long as we take. We, we rely on our family and we rely on our social connections literally from the moment of birth, literally to keep us alive. Uh, and so it's, it's very deep. It's, it's how we've been able to succeed as a species because we are so social. And yeah, now that's suddenly been just sort of pulled out from under our feet, uh, maybe for the time being, but then we hear things like seasonal you know, this could become a seasonal thing. Does that mean we're going to have a regular, you know, winter um, when we all go running back to our homes? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't know. Uh, this is, if, if I can mention really quickly, one of the, because of this and because it's so challenging and because being anxious all the time is, is literally not healthy, um, I, I created a free online course uh, that people can get to on Coursera.org, so C-O-U-R-S. ERA.org, um, free course on, uh, it's called Mind Control on Managing Your Anxiety uh, During COVID, because there are some things we can do to, to manage the, the stress we're all feeling, and I think it's very important we, we do that, because if we don't, it actually compromises our immune system if we, if we allow ourselves to stay at that anxious level too long. Uh, so I think it's very important at this point that people kind of learn a little bit about their mind and their body and how they interact. And, um, you know, I jokingly call it Jedi mind trick time, but it, but it's time to get in there and learn how to control your own mind uh, and, and by doing that, controlling your own anxiety. You know, in terms of understanding the impact of isolation, as you alluded to, yeah. I mean, we, we, we've been able to study prisoners who, who are, you know, in solitary confinement to understand the toll that that can take. That, that's a more extreme example of this. But, but what more do we know about, you know, the impact that something like this could potentially have on people? 
Yeah, well, and we can take, I mean, we, we have to kind of stretch from the situations we know. But, for example, one of the things we know about solitary confinement, there's, a, there's actually a big group of people in the legal community arguing that um, it's sort of cruel and unusual punishment because people who undergo it, they begin with a lot of frustration and emotional issues, but at the extreme, they start to lose their identity. And I think this is something we might all be experiencing on a smaller scale. When, when we interact with others in our work environment and such, there's this notion called the reflected self, which is as they interact with us, we get a sense of what they think about us. You know, do, do they think we're uh, hardworking? Do they think we produce good work? Um, do they think we're trustworthy, etc.? All of that kind of comes through our interactions with others. And when you suddenly lose all those interactions, you in effect lose um, uh, that sort of mirror that's telling you who you are. Um, and, and for a lot of people, they can feel a little adrift at first in isolation. And, and I strongly recommend that people kind of start to set up a new normal, like have a structured existence, um, do things like get up at the same time, go to bed at the same time, eat your meals as close as you can at the same time. Um, do not, you know, just suddenly think every day is a weekend, uh, because yeah. psychologically that will not uh, work for very long. And as you say, find ways of, of staying connected to people. Yeah, that's and that's an absolutely critical, and and we learned that from the social isolation stuff. By the way, Here, here's a, just a dramatic thing to have in mind. If you think of almost every school shooter or the van driver on Young Street or anybody who at some point becomes capable of of killing a bunch of other human beings um, seemingly without any empathy or remorse it's almost invariably the case that that person is a social outcast or was a social outcast. And so it's our connections with other people that kind of drive our empathy and keep us all connected. Uh, and if we lose that, we lose something extremely valuable. Um, and, and I think that's what we can take from the social isolation experiments, that we, we, we can't go there. Yes, we have to physically distance, but if anything, we should be socially approaching right now, um, reestablishing old connections, you know, kind of, get in touch with our whole family, see how they're doing. Uh, and if we can do that with a phone or, or with something where we can see the nonverbal, so much the better. Yeah. And as mentioned, that uh, free online course, it's called Mind Control, Managing Your Mental Health During COVID-19. It's available through Coursera, as in like university course, C-O-U-R-S-E-R-A. Uh, Steve, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Appreciate it. Nope, no problem. Thank you, Rob. And uh, stay healthy, everyone in Calgary. <laughs> All right, to you as well. Thanks again. Uh, that's uh, Steve Jordan. He's a uh, professor of psychology at uh, University of Toronto Scarborough and uh, doing this free online course. So Coursera is what it's called. So uh, Coursera.org. And it's called Mind Control, Managing Your Mental Health During COVID-19. So, I mean, it might give you something to do. And, and I think there's there's some important takeaways just in terms of, you know, how we're, we're kind of managing the day-to-day -day in terms of all the stress and anxiety uh, around this whole situation and just, you know, that, that social isolation and the tool that can take. All right. Our number here, 403-974-8255, 974-TALK. Uh, still to come on the program here this afternoon, 1 o'clock, just after 1 o'clock, we'll go live to City Hall, going to get an update uh, from the City of Calgary and the city's response to the pandemic. So that's coming up live just after 1 o'clock. Uh, later on this afternoon, we're going to talk more about uh, the economic fallout from all of this. The uh, applications are now open for the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, but... Uh, the Conference Board of Canada with some pretty stark numbers in terms of what kind of a job loss uh, this is all going to represent. So we'll hear that coming up uh, just around 2.30 this afternoon, also coming up uh, just after 2 o'clock. 
Uh, we're going to talk a bit more about the situation with Alberta doctors. A uh, new report up from the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary. Are Alberta doctors getting a raw deal? We'll get into that after 2 o'clock. So a lot to get to this afternoon. Plenty of time for your phone calls. You want to join in the conversation here, 403-974-8255. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.